good evening. We would like to welcome everyone who is joining us in this Bible study. We will be reading and reflecting upon the gospel for this Sunday. But before we begin, we'd like to invite all those who are joining us on YouTube to tell us your name and where you're tuning in from. We would love to hear from you and we encourage everyone to participate in tonight's Bible study discussions. Okay, so please, like I, like I said, please tune in with telling, by telling us your name and where you are from. Okay, um, joining me this evening is Mike. All right, good evening, Mike, how are you doing? Good evening, Kay, how are you doing? Okay, all right, we're ready to get started. Okay, so before we get started with our gospel today for this Sunday, that we're gonna be reading and discussing the gospel for um, Sunday, November 22nd, the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. Before we begin our usual opening prayer, all right, we're going to talk a little bit about the Solemnity of Our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the Universe. This was formally referred to as Christ the King. Um, it was established by Pope Pius XI in 1925 as an antidote to secularism, a way of life which leaves God out of man's thinking and living and organizing and organizes his life as if God did not exist. The feast is intended to proclaim in a striking and effective manner Christ's royalty over individuals, families, society, governments, and nations. This mass celebrates the titles for Christ's royalty over men. One, first of all, Christ is God, the creator of the universe, and hence, wields a supreme power over all things. All things were created by him. Two, Christ is our redeemer. He purchased us by his precious blood and made us his property and possession. Three, Christ is head of the church, holding in all things, holding in all things the primary. Four, God bestowed upon Christ the nations of the world as his special possession and dominion. Okay, um, this mass also describes the qualities of Christ's kingdom. This kingdom is one supreme, extending not only to all people, but also to their princes and kings. Two, universal, extending to all nations and to all places. Three, eternal, for the Lord shall sit a king forever. Four, spiritual, Christ's kingdom is not of this world. Okay. Um, before we, before the reform of the Roman calendar in 1969, this feast was celebrated on the last Sunday of October. Okay, so there's some backgrounds regarding this. Now we're going to begin with our opening prayer. Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord God, we open our hearts, minds, and souls to worship you. Thank you that today we dwell in your kingdom and live in your presence. Thank you that as we gather together, we join with all Catholic Christians across the world to glorify your holy name. Come be with us, inspire us, and lead us in our time together. We ask all this in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Okay. All right. So tonight's gospel reading is from the Gospel of Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 through 46 the judgment of nations 
Okay, all right, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Take it away. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne and all the nations will be assembled before him. And he will separate them one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink, a stranger and you welcomed me, naked and you clothed me, ill and you cared for me, in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you accursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink, a stranger and you gave me no welcome naked and you gave me no clothing, ill and in, in prison, and you did not care for me. Then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me and these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, thank you, Mike. All right, let's go to our reflection questions. Now, before we get to these, just wanna remind everyone tonight that Mike will be reading all of your comments and reflections as they come in and into our chat box. Okay, so um, please, and we actually once again, have some people um, right now who have chimed in. So good evening oh, to good. Angela, uh, okay. singing Angie, Judy, hello, uh, Zeta. We have Amazed 4374s here. Katie, Helga, Cheryl, the Terminator Medina. Uh, we have Janice and we have Christina so far. So good evening, you guys. Thank you very much for joining us. And we got people from all over the place. We got Florida, Buffalo, Arizona, South Texas, Sri Lanka, wow. Uh, New York, Ohio, Michigan. Uh, we got Hawaii, Gary from Hawaii. Aloha, Gary. Uh, we have Joni. Good evening, guys. Christina's in the house. Thank you very much. Okay, Kate. Awesome. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thanks, everybody. And thanks for letting us know also where you are tuning in from. Even if you've been with us before, it's, you know, just good to have a refresher. So we have people from all over. That's wonderful. Okay, so let's look at our reflection questions. Our first question is, what is the key theme? of this parable. So in other words, what they're asking us is what is the key theme or the lesson of this parable? What's this all about? So we'll give everybody some time to about 30 seconds or so to respond to this. 
And so while everybody's doing this, the exciting thing is this is the last weekend of ordinary time and we're gonna move into Advent. So um, it's an exciting time. If you like Advent, I love Advent, I love Christmas, so. Yes, definitely exciting. Okay. Okay, so uh, while people are typing, Kate, did you wanna, did you wanna throw anything out there? Okay, well, the, one of the things that comes to mind with this gospel, it, I was thinking about last week's gospel with the parable of the talents and so forth, um, and about how the person with the one talent buried his talent. And in looking at this, when we look at all these different things that this gospel mentions, such as, you know, feeding the hungry, you know, clothing the naked, things like that, the corporal works of mercy, I think that we're called to do those things, to use our talents in our lives and not just let them sit around and do nothing. Um, just not, you know, really use our talents to help the world, to help God's people, because we need to be able to see Christ in everyone. So I think that's the lesson there is seeing Christ in everyone and using our talents to build God's kingdom. And then if we don't use our talents and don't administer to people, then we're going to be thrown into the lake of fire and have eternal punishment because we didn't, we just kind of sat around and not do anything. That's kind of the way I see things going with this parable. Um, any thoughts, Mike? What do you think? Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Um, it looks like there's an expectation of, um, Jesus is telling us that there's an expectation uh, for his people. And um, when we went back to a couple weekends ago where it was about the oil and the lamps um, being prepared and, um, you know, not getting lazy. And um, it's like a call to action in a way. So, you know, all these things that, you know, we, his people should be doing, you know, it's, um, it's definitely one of those gospel readings that really really make you fully aware of exactly what he's trying to say here. I mean, um, there's the argument where are we saved by faith or are we saved by faith and good works? And um, I'm looking at this right here and this seems to me that, you know, uh, maybe with faith, the, the good works is the fruit of faith, you know, because mm -hmm. we're called to action and um, more than just believe because the devil believes, right? Um, so it's more than just having faith. It's, it's actually putting, putting, you know, our, our putting, what's our, uh, taking what we've learned from Jesus and putting it into action rather than just, you know, believing is what I'm right. trying to say. So uh, we got some people who are chiming in right here. Uh, we have Amazed who said that this is about the final judgment. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Rose, good evening. Rose from Canada. Uh, Gary also says the final judgment. Uh, Terminator says, uh, be united to God, the Father in heaven, in being in. Okay. Uh, Christine says, the theme seems to be that when we show love for one another, we show love for Jesus. Okay, that's a very good point. Yes, actually, that's a very good point because mm -hmm. Jesus says, what you've done for me or what you did not do for others, you did not do for me. What you've done for the least ones, you've done for me. So that's a good point, Christina. Thank you. Uh, singing Angie says, the theme is all things were created and redeemed through him and all people will be judged by him. That's another good point. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Again, as we mentioned before, we always 
you know, we like to, you know, we love to adore the Lord for his mercy, you know, but we also have to be very careful to remember that the Lord also has a just side and, you know, there are expectations and it's not, you know, simple one phrase and you're saved kind of deal. It's, you know, we have to continuously be in battle with our temptations and, um, you know, especially falling into sloth. It's very easy to fall into sloth when it comes to our faith and actions, you know? So we have to make sure we recommit ourselves, rededicate ourselves, reconsecrate ourselves daily to Jesus and serving serving him and only him. Um, so that's a good point, Angie. Thank you. Uh, good evening, Trung. Trung is from Arlington, Texas. Good evening. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, Ward. Good evening, Ward. Ward's from Kentucky. Uh, mm-hmm. He said, we Catholics make up seven out of 10 of 1%, three parishes and one priest. Wow. Yeah, it's getting like that up here in New Jersey as well. It's, it's really sad. The numbers are, you know, we're becoming a smaller church, but hopefully we'll become a, a much tighter church. Uh, Jonathan, good evening. Jonathan says, how you treat the people of this world, on this world, you will be judged according at the end of time. That's a good point. Terminator, Terminator says, united to him through his son, Jesus Christ, on the right. Okay. Uh, Katie says, we need to take care of each other, love our neighbors always, whatever we are given, our blessings and we are to share with those who have not, are in need, etc. All right, amen, Katie. Christina agrees with that. Angela says, love our neighbor as ourselves. Okay. Um, Amay says, good point, Kathy or Katie. Uh, we should focus more on what and how we live rather than judgment. Yeah, save the judging for Jesus, right? Because mm-hmm. we're called to uh, love and serve those even who aren't necessarily his disciples at this point, you know, but we never know what God has down the line set up and ready to go for that person. So it's not us, not up for us to judge. Good point, Amaze. Thank you for pointing that out. Uh, Angel says, love one another as I have loved you. Okay. Uh, Janice says, we are expected to reach out to others with love, caring, and generosity. Amen. And Abdonio, good evening, Abdonio, says, my head is pain, right side, pray for me, from Goa. We certainly will, Abdonio. And Jonathan Jonathan says, this is my first time here. Good evening. Good evening, Jonathan. We appreciate you joining us this evening. Okay, Kate, that's what we got so far. Okay, great. All right. Um, So next we'll move on to our second question. It says, why are the people called sheep and goats? Okay, so they talk about a separating of the sheep and the goats and how a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. So see what you think about that, guys. So feel free to chime in. We'll give some people a chance to respond and think about why the people in the parable are called sheep and goats. And while we're doing that, we have a couple more comments that came in for the last question. Uh, we have Timon Spud, uh, who says, God is saying it's not enough to just believe. We must go out and live it as well. Amen to that. Mm-hmm. Most certainly do. Helga says, God is in people and places that may not be apparent, but God is there. Very true, Helga. You know, I, I taught at a Quaker school. <clears throat> and one of the things that I, I like about what the Quakers really, really um, focus on is that regardless of the person, that God's present in every single person. You know, and I know that's our belief as well. Um, 
but they really take that as like that's the center, you know, that the light is in within everyone. So I try to do that as well, even when it's hard to see that light sometimes, because God knows the light's not always shining in me. <laughs> well, it's um, like it reminds me of Mother Teresa. She would see somebody and she'd say, like, from what I've heard, like she'd say, "Okay, this is hungry Jesus. I need to feed him." In other words, when she saw somebody who was hungry or in need, she always tried to see Christ in the other person. So I think that's always important. Sandra says, I'm sorry I'm late. No problem, Sandra. We just started. No so we're <laughs> just on our second question right now. Why are the people called sheep and goats? So I guess I'll start this question, Kate. Um, I didn't okay. read anyone's um, responses yet. So I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say, well, sheep are, sheep are the ones who are always in need of a shepherd. Um, and the goats on the... I, not sure how goats behave, but I'm going to go on a limb here and I'm going to say that goats are more kind of independent. They don't follow um, a shepherd. Um, sheep, or, sheep are always meek. You know, you think of meek and um, gentle. Goats, on the other hand, they're kind of more aggressive. Um, any thoughts on this, Kate? Yeah, I think... Um... I think you're right and they said like sheep I remember think of the one of the other parables where our Lord says the sheep hear my voice and they know me so a sheep hears the voice of the shepherd in other words the sheep are going to be the ones who hear the call of God of God the Father so um and like you said Mike the sheep are definitely like meek humble goats we think of as well they eat grass they just go for anything in sight they're probably not going to be following the shepherd i think um i could be wrong in this but i think that that's kind of the idea between the sheep and the goats the goats will you know they'll just you know what head they'll headbutt you know somebody yeah, they're pretty aggressive you. i thought they're, i mean yeah. I, I never even saw a goat in real life other than the zoo but yeah. i've seen the discovery channel they seem to be very aggressive <laughs> whereas sheep are more like very docile yeah, I've seen some know. like on farms and stuff, but like they just, yeah, they seem like they'll just, they'll tear the grass apart. They'll eat everything, um, you know, and sheep seem gentle and they provide wool. Well, goats can give goats milk, but, you know, um, so yeah, but the sheep here, the one, they're the ones that hear the call of the shepherd. So, and I think they're very humble and I think God values humility in people, so. Anyway, this isn't the first time we're hearing Jesus refer to his people as sheep. So, mm -hmm. right. you know, there, the connections there as well. Okay, mm -hmm. let's see if we got anyone else uh, here. Um, okay, uh, I never know where I left off at. I apologize, guys. Okay, um, Timon says God is saying it's not enough to... Okay, I read that one. Um, sorry, I don't know where I left off at here. Haley says, hi, first time attending this live. May God bless everyone near and far. Welcome, Haley. We're very Welcome. happy that you're here. Thank you for joining us live. This is awesome. Uh, Sandra Grace says, I'm sorry I'm late. Hello, everyone. Hello, Sandra. Thank you for joining us. Singing Angie uh, says, he is our shepherd. We are his sheep. Right side represents his right to set standard by which we will be judged. Okay. Thank you, Singing Angie. Mm -hmm. uh, Judy says, we are the sheep. Thank you, Judy. Uh, she also goes on to say non-believers are goats. Goats are not very nice. Okay, that's what I thought as well. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, Christina Lopez says the sheep are redeemed and saved. The goats are in sin and lost. 
It's kind of like cats and dogs. There's a joke <laughs> that, that all cats go to hell. <laughs> because they're very mean like they'll just like knock things off the shelves and stuff it's a joke i'm a cat person trust me but yeah so measuring cats and dogs sheep and goats maybe that's how they did it back then um jonathan jonathan says god separates the people who lived good lives and the ones who fall into sin will be placed on the other side yeah that's gonna be that's you know i always um i always i like to picture the last coming you know, the second coming where we will rise from our, our graves. And it's just going to be one of those like crazy times in gosh, human history, obviously, where, you know, the people that you're buried next to, hopefully it's probably your family or, or whatever, like, you know, how, how's this going to work? Like, I just, I can't picture how God's going to do this. Obviously God has a plan, but you know, the people like say for over in Iraq, and the people of America, how's he going to separate the two, you know? So I'm looking forward to seeing how that's going to, that's going to happen. But one of the cool things is I actually have my grave site paid for. So I know exactly where I'm being buried. And so I, <laughs> I go to the grave a lot during November or the cemetery a lot in November to say prayers for the, the souls, you know, but it's always cool to see who my neighbors are going to be. So something interesting about that. Hopefully we're all on the right side at the second coming. So, all right, let's get back onto the track here. Okay. Uh, Amaze says, amazing comparison. I just thought that they were the animals around where Jesus spoke these parables. I'm thinking of the same thing. Um, you know, mm. sheep are everywhere out in Israel, I believe. And I'm sure they have cats and dogs, but, you know, obviously the shepherds were, were part of the uh, gospels. And, you know, he's always talking about sheep. So I guess this is how they kind of, spoke in comparison comparing sheep and goats as we do cats and dogs like you're a cat person you're a dog person um terminator says jesus said uh the sheep know my voice and follow me the sheep are led and taken care of by the shepherd the sheep's sheep's mm -hmm. sheep's head okay uh katie says to the terminator good point angela says two sides good and evil uh helga says wow you are so young you are prepared. I ain't that young, but thank you, Helga. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody no. else said that to me too. I'm not really that young, but we're not, yeah, we're, you yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you never know. <laughs> it's good to be prepared. So, um, but thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, Angela says, um, does this apply to Jews and Muslims and Hindu? Oh, it's a good point. Well, um, I don't think we know exactly sure what God's plan is for um, for people in other religions. Um, there seems to be some belief that, at least with Muslims and Jews and Christians, that we all worship the same God. Now, other people will disagree with that. I think one of the popes said that that was the case, that we do worship the same God. I've also heard that Jews are saved by the Old Testament um, so I really don't know. I'm not in a position to answer that question, but that's a very good question. Um, I can only say that, you know, people who are, who don't know, Jesus says will receive, you know, less of a, was a weapon, Kate, or, yeah, like, or something. In, in other words, it's like the measure for measure idea to whom much is given, much will be expected. So 
you'll be yeah. judged according to what you're given in faith, I think, and everything else. Right. So like if we were, because we, we believe that the church is Jesus's church. If we were to willingly leave the church and go explore and become another part or another religion or another faith or another denomination, obviously the blows would be much more severe to us than someone who was brought up to believe that Christians uh, or Jesus was just a prophet or Jesus didn't exist. And, you know, and so they believe that because that's how they were raised, you know, to me, that's what it would seem to be that, you know, only God knows the heart. God knows, you know, what people know. And I guess he will judge us by that. So that's how I would look at it. Um, but that's a really good question, Angela. Thank you. Amay says, I think it will be good and bad only. Okay, so the sheep will be the good and the goats will be bad. Jonathan said, there's a priest where I live in Trinidad and he has tested positive for COVID. Could you please pray for him? We most certainly will, Jonathan. We'll definitely put that on the list of intentions. Thank you very much. Okay, Kate, that looks like to be um, what we got for this one here. Okay, sounds good. All right. Thank you, everybody, for chiming in. All right, moving on. It said, our next question says, what do we learn about the sheep and their motivation in verses 37 through 38? So what do we learn about the sheep and their motivation in verses 37 through 38? Okay, so if we look at verses 37 through 38 highlighted here, it says, then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we... When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? Okay, so it's asking about the motivation. Okay, about the sheep. What do we learn about the sheep and their motivation in those verses? Okay, so we'll give everybody about 30 seconds if you want to go ahead and fill in your responses. In the meantime, we got a couple of other uh, comments to the previous questions. Uh, Timon says, uh, God is separating the sinners from the good. Goats being the sinners, sheep being the good. Yes, okay. Uh, Michael says, watching the first time, really enjoying. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Michael. We appreciate you, you joining us tonight. Cool. Yeah, this is just a bunch of Catholics getting together to, uh, you know, see what the Holy Spirit inspires us with this gospel reading. And we do this every Tuesday. And then we go to church on Sunday already prepared with the gospel. And we hear what the priest says about it. So... That's what we tried to do here, it's just a little faith sharing, so, but thank you. Okay, uh, Kate, did you wanna take it away? All right, sure, well, I think, you know, they're, so we're asking about their motive, what we learn about their motivation. So the sheep, if we believe that the sheep are those who are good, um, those who hear the voice of the shepherd, meaning Jesus or God, and you know what their motivation is. So the righteous are going to think to themselves, you know, Lord, when do we see you hungry? So in other words, I think what this has to do with is that the righteous, when they've fed the hungry during their lifetime, or they've given drink to the thirsty, welcomed strangers, clothed the naked, I think their motivation is love of fellow human beings. And maybe they hopefully were so caught up in spreading love in their lives that you know, they were, they did so many good works, they can't, couldn't, maybe couldn't backtrack and remember it all, or didn't, they just did it out of love. They weren't thinking to themselves, you know, sometimes with the love gets contagious, or hopefully it does. They, maybe they weren't, um, 
their motivation, in other words, was unselfish, I think. So I think that's the thing there. Um, so sometimes it's like you don't realize in life the impact that you have on others, you know, throughout their life. Like, you know, if you've ever had somebody come up to you and say, hey, you know, I'll never forget that time when years ago I was in trouble and you helped me or you said some kind words to me and it really made my day and it really turned things around for me. You never know the impact you're going to have on people. And, you know, and at the end of time, we might not realize, you know, when everything's revealed, we might not realize the impact that we've had or the difference we've made in other people's lives. So I think the motivation is love with the right, the people who are righteous. So what do you think, Mike, about that? I agree with you completely. I mean, you, you knocked it out of the ballpark, love. And um, their, their motivation was love. And that this is how they lived their lives. Like, you know, this, it was just, you know, of course it was a challenge for them, but at the same time, it was as if it was another day, you know, their, their nat natural inclination as uh, people who loved the Lord was to serve his people. And what they didn't know was that the whole time they were serving Jesus. So mm -hmm. I think there was a lot of humility in there um, with their response. That's, you know. Um, okay, so let's see what some of our viewers here are saying. Ernie is clarifying Trinidad, Colorado. Okay, all right, oh. cool. I thought you meant uh, the country. All right, cool. Oh. Gary says they are still searching and want to learn from Jesus. Okay. Sandra mm -hmm. says the sheep are trying to understand the parable. Okay. Singing Angie says motivation to have a heart more like Jesus. Okay. Uh, Teresa Baker or Carl says, I'm late. My apologies. I wanted to be here. We appreciate you coming, Teresa. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Katie says they didn't know they, excuse me, they didn't know they were doing it for Jesus. They did it for these least ones because they did what Jesus asked, loving our neighbor as ourselves. Beautifully said, Katie. That's mm -hmm. That's what I was thinking as well. Like they had no idea that the whole time was Jesus. Um, Amaze says, beautiful answer, Kate. And Terminator says they are motivated by love of the shepherd and very busy in applying love that they were unaware of anything else. So they were doing what the shepherd wanted to be ambassadors of love. Good point, Terminator. Thank you very much. Yeah, so I think we all agree this, you know, this was how they lived and they lived their lives with love and probably had no idea that Jesus was the ones that they were really serving. So, all right. Awesome. Good replies. Okay. Kate. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you. All right. Great responses. Okay. So the next question says, what do we learn from this passage about important things we should be doing while awaiting his return? Okay. So that's a good, really good question. So what do we learn from this passage about important things we should be doing? while awaiting for his return. So we'll give some people some time to respond to that one. Yeah, I think this one's pretty self-explanatory, but we'll see. Hmm. All right. Okay, so while we're waiting, I guess I'll chime in. Feel free to chime in, guys. Um, so. What do we learn from this passage about things that we should be doing while we're waiting? Obviously, we should be living our lives like Jesus did, and that was serving, you know, because no mass, no servant's greater than his master. And, you know, he was a model of how he expects his people to live. So in doing all these things, and we're blessed by the church to be given a list of 
works of mercy, you know, so that, you know, to help guide us and um, things of that sort. Okay, we do have, Kate, did you want to chime in? I'm sure. Um, I think that you said it well, pretty well, Mike, about like just keeping, you know, I think the thing is about keeping priorities in order in our lives, you know, in this current situation that we are current world today when we're under the pandemic and so forth, it's very easy when you get caught up in something to lose track sometimes of what is important in life. So um, it's obviously we have all these anxieties during this time, but it's important to always keep the focus on Jesus, keep the focus on helping others. So instead of looking around and, you know, or looking at ourselves and worrying and being filled with anxiety, trust in God and look outward to other people um, with love and make sure that you keep your priorities in order while waiting for God's return. So that's what I think that's what the passage says to me. Um, okay. So very good. Uh, Angela says we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> uh, Sandra Excellent. says we should see Jesus in every human being. Amen. Mm -hmm. Teresa uh, says living out our faith as given to us by Jesus. Okay. Good point. ACI. Good evening. Uh, says we should be seeing Jesus in each and every one of us. We should treat each other more lovingly. Amen mm -hmm. to that, ACI. Definitely. Gary says, living our life according to Jesus' word. Thank you. Uh, Amaze says, make sure I am on the right side. <laughs> yes, that would be <laughs> yeah, important. That's true. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to be on the right side of Jesus, right? Yeah. Stand in the right line. With the, get in line with the uh, sheep. <laughs> that's uh, true. Good point, Amaze. Uh, Judy says, keep in his laws and be like Jesus. Amen. Sing Angie says, money, honors, and our possessions are temporary. These will not get us into heaven. What we can take with us are our acts of charity and love. These will open the gates of heaven for us. Very well said, Sing Angie. Right. Thank you. Kathy D said that we should love others not knowing who they are. Good point. Mm -hmm. Very good point. Um, Adam, good evening. Adam says, sacrifice ourselves as Jesus did for us through charity and uh, love, help others find Christ. That's a really good point too. That is true. Mm -hmm. Is, you know, bringing others to Christ as well. And um, because, you know, we can preach obviously, but a, a great way of, of bringing Christ to others is just by our experiences and by, you know, living our faith that that's a good way of, uh, you know, people seeing something special about you. And, you know, that specialness about you is, who's burning inside you and that's jesus so thank you for bringing that up adam that's a good point mm -hmm. um trung says just one word love love and love amen <laughs> uh timon says we should be trying to live as righteous a life as possible amen mm -hmm. um ms bud uh, okay okay so ms bud says i guess i am wrong here being a muslim MS Bud, you are certainly welcome to you're, be here. You're welcome. You don't have to leave. You're welcome to stay if you like. So we welcome everyone. As long as we're all respectful and, you know, we're all about love here. So, okay. All right, Kate, that looks like that's the last one for that right there. Okay. All right, great. Thank you, everybody. Okay. Next, we have the question that says, how are these things different from the worldly perspective of what is important? Mm, hmm. Key word is worldly perspective. Right. <laughs> boy, oh boy. <laughs> MS Bud, of course, you are certainly welcome to stay. Absolutely. 
Janice says, love God above all things and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Okay. Yeah, why not? It's all good. Mm -hmm. All right. So, so how are these things different from the worldly perspective of what is important? So Kate, do you want to explain what this question is actually asking, like, what do they mean by this? Okay, so in other words, what does the world think is important in comparison to what God thinks is important? So what does the world think, like the most people in the world, what do they think the majority of the world, what does the majority of the world think is important, like from a worldly perspective? What are the values? You kind of mentioned this actually too. I'm trying to find who mm -hmm. it was. Was it singing Angie? <clears throat> it's in so, there somewhere. Oh, singing Angie had put money, honors, and possessions are temporary. So mm -hmm. she kind of already answered this question in that regard. But yeah. Right. Uh, Teresa Baker says in the world, um, it is about self love, money, and worldly possessions. Good. Uh, the Terminator Medina says, staying busy in doing the will of God as we wait for God. Okay, so he's talking about the last one. Fulfillment mm -hmm. of commandments one and two, busy in love and with love. Amen. Yeah. Uh, the worldly perspective, this is ACI, says the worldly perspective is I desire this, a self-centered view. That is so true. Mm -hmm. Very true. true. Um, Amay says, of course, you're here for a reason. Welcome. Okay, to MS Bud. Angela says, the world centers on the self, ego, but Christ centers on the other. All right, good. Um, Gary says to MS Bud, I was blessed to have lived in Malaysia. As a Christian, I was a minority. We are all God's people. Amen. Mm -hmm. Good. Very cool. So, yeah. Um, Kate, did you want to start off with this one? Sure. Um, so the worldly perspective, I think, you know, we have to think about what God values versus what the word world values. So the world would look at somebody who's, you know, like, for instance, if you go out and are kind and loving to other people and you try to spread love um, and do kind works from the worldly perspective, somebody might look at that person and think, gee, there's something wrong with that person. All they're doing is, I don't know, helping, giving to the needy. Why don't they just do something for themselves. Like maybe, um, you know, for example, um, I know of a priest who um, would not wear the best coat. He just was given, they get the parishioners gave him money to buy things, but he turned right around and gave all the money to the poor that came knocking at the rectory door and so forth. So you had to like actually take him in hand and give him things. Now somebody would think to the world might think, oh, that you know, that's not very valuable. Look around, he, like, look at that guy walking around in a shabby coat or something like that. He doesn't have much. He has nothing, empty pockets. So that's from a worldly perspective. But from God's point of view, obviously, if you are living a life of, you know, charity and you're putting others ahead of yourself, that's what we're supposed to be doing. So the two views are much different. So focusing on yourself is much different than focusing on others. So the so definitely god's ways are not the ways of the world yes and the ways of the world i mean you know we hear from even little kids what do you want to be when you get older i want i want to be a rock star or i want to be rich and famous like the world the definition of someone who's successful in the world obviously as we already know is someone who possesses a lot of money um has a lot of power uh is famous that's things that if we did not know the message of jesus 
is natural for us because that's what we are that we are taught in this world to adore these people who have made great successes of themselves in that regard and that's mm -hmm. the riches and the power and the fame you know so obviously jesus calls us totally completely opposite of that direction you know we're to embrace poverty and live simply and in, with humility so it's a complete complete clash and i think that's why a lot of uh people do not like us you know because we're pushing for these christian values where the world rejects it because that's not what the world wants the world wants people who make a lot of money and, and all that stuff, and you know. And as humans, it's tempting. Um, you know, it's very tempting, especially if you don't know. Okay, we have some people who are uh, chiming in over here, if I can find where we went off here. Um, Teresa says, my 22-year-old grandson said he can't think of anything to ask God for, only thanks and praise because he has everything given by God. That's beautiful. Oh, that's wonderful. Especially at the age of 22, because that's when, if they're going to college, they're pressed into believing or thinking that, you know, they're a fool for believing in God. And man, if you come out of college or university as, and still able to maintain your, your faith and belief, God bless you. That's a gift. Because mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many courses I've taken where, you know, religion was thought of as a man-made thing just to, to control the world and all that crazy stuff. So God bless your grandson, because at 22, I knew at 22 before my conversion, there was a lot of things I wanted, you know, a lot of things I shouldn't want. Adam says, lead us not into temptation. Amen, Adam, to that one. Teresa says, he says, just look at our beautiful world. Okay. Helga says um, to Teresa, that's it, beautiful. Singing Angie says his kingdom is not of wealth and power, but of humility, love, and sacrifice. Singing Angie is on the ball tonight. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Singing Angie. It's wonderful. Absolutely awesome. Very good. I hope I didn't skip anyone's guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Terminator says focus is on God and on leading God's people to his kingdom. Let's focus on the world and us in this world, but focus on us who truly believe our identity is a child of the invisible, true, eternal God. Very well said, Terminator. Thank you. Okay. All right, Kate, is that the last All right. question? All right. Thank you, guys. All right. What does verse 40 teach us about serving God? Okay. So what does verse 40 teach us about serving God? So let's take a look at verse 40. So verse 40 says, and the king will say to them in reply, amen, I say to you, whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Okay, so whatever you did for one of these least brothers of mine, you did for me. Okay, so we'll give some people time to think about to that. Fill that in. <clears throat> okay. Um, oh. So while we're waiting, if anyone mm -hmm. wants to chime in. Um, who started first, me or you last time, Kate? I forgot. I think you tried. I think I might have, but okay. um, I could be wrong. So go ahead. Do you know, um, what do you think, Mike? I think the, the key words here in this particular verse is you did it for me. So mm. that to me, this is what this verse is teaching us about God is um, 
I'm going to let you go, Kate, because I don't want to get the wrong answer on this one. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, congrats. No, so, well, I think- I have a mind point... freeze, a brain freeze right now, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I think that, you know, this kind of, I think we kind of mentioned this a little bit in some of the, with answering some of the other questions. So if we think of, um, you know, the idea of serving God through others, when we do something for one of the very least of- one of the you know one of god's creation we still do it for god so anything we do in life we should do it with the idea of serving god no matter which you know what we're taking care of in life so we're doing it for jesus um for some reason like the parable of the good samaritan comes to mind when i see this gospel because i think about all the people that just left the man on the road for dead or whatever and walked over and didn't help him and, you know, because they either didn't help them because they were too busy to, they went on their way, they didn't care or for a multitude of reasons, but it takes like the good person, the righteous person to stop and actually do something in life. So, and when we do things for others, we're doing them for, for Jesus ultimately. So whatever we do for one of the least, like somebody who could be the lowest of the low, we show humility by helping out that individual. Um, once again, I think back to Mother Teresa, there were some people she tended to who were like, they probably hadn't had a bath in like a month or something like that, but she still took care of them because she saw Christ in everybody or, you know, and tried her best to, you know, to be strong in her faith by seeing Christ in everybody, even in the lowest of the low even people who might be disfigured or whatever they're suffering from. We have to realize every Christ is in all of us. So that's the challenge. We need to see, always look through the eyes of love, really, when we're looking at individuals. That's a good point. I'm glad you brought her up because she's a really good definition of what this, or an image of what this whole scripture here is about. You know, is like you said, she, there wasn't anything that she wouldn't do. I remember reading a story where, um, she was in some place or whatever, and the bathroom was extremely dirty. Mm -hmm. And one of the nuns went in there, saw it, and quickly ran out so that they wouldn't be stuck cleaning it. And Mother Teresa, who did not see the nun because the, the nun was on the other side or something, went in there and looked around and kind of sighed <sighs> like that and left the bathroom. And she came back with her mop and bucket, and she took mm -hmm. it upon herself to clean it rather than assign that duty to one of you know the other nuns so that's a good point Kate I'm glad you brought up Mother Teresa that's a good one okay we have some people chiming in we have Angela who said everything you did in life you did for me uh, she also went on to say everything we do for others is a prayer is a prayer mm, is a prayer okay uh, Amay says our faith in a nutshell that's what the first 40 is about thank you Sandra says it's telling us of the intrinsic, I can't say intrinsic, word. intrinsic. Thank you. Value of the human being. Absolutely. Uh, mm -hmm. Singing Angie says the verse, us teaching the verse is teaching us the standard with which we should live by: mercy, generosity, generosity, and self-giving love. All right. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. Teresa says that we are called to serve each other out of love, not for what we get back. God mm -hmm. is in all of us, so in others, we serve him. Very good point. Very good point. And you know what? You can actually, that's another thing is like with the, the month of November being for the souls in purgatory, you know, 
it's always encouraged that we offer all of our sacrifices, all of our sufferings for the souls in purgatory. What a special gift that would be, you know, to the people mm-hmm. who can't pray for themselves. And then you're tempted to think, well, you know, if I end up in purgatory, you know, it would be time off for me if I just kept it for myself. But we just have to trust in the love of Jesus that, you know, once those souls are in heaven, they're going to be praying for us and we're going to get a quick return out as well. So it's kind of like a two for one or what you're doing for other people, you're actually helping yourself as well. Just like the souls in purgatory, you're helping them out tremendously, but you're also helping yourself out in the end because it's going to come back to you. So that's a good point, Teresa. Thank you. Mary says, I feel very much in despair at the status of our world. I pray and pray. God does not hear me. What do I do? Good question, Mary. First of all, the world is in a crazy spot right now, but we have to remember that God has not lost control. He'll always be in control of of everything. There's nothing that can happen without him saying, okay. And also remember, we know how the story ends. The Bible tells us that God wins. So let that be a you know, let that lift your spirits that, you know, look at Jesus, you know, I mean, even the son of God, man, was endured the greatest suffering of all, of all time. And everyone's like, I thought he was God. What's going on? You know, and they, you know, they hang him on the cross for three hours and he's dead. And they're like, who was this guy? You know, where's God? And what does Jesus do? What does God do? Three days later, he he rises, he makes all things new. So Jesus won at the end, you know? Sometimes I think God gives us these situations to test our faith so that we can learn to trust in him in all things, you know? When we think God has abandoned us, he's so close to us. He's just waiting for us to just put our troubles on him and just ride it out. Because my mom, my mom always says, where there's a good Friday, there's an Easter Sunday that's waiting to come. So just look at it that That's way. True. And whatever you're going through, absolutely maybe talk to a priest or, you know, someone that, you know, someone who can guide you because we all need people to talk to at times. So we'll definitely keep you in our prayers, Mary. Mm-hmm. All right. Angela says, everything we do for others is a prayer. Um, Judy, be kind and helpful. Charity, we are doing it for Jesus. Uh, you never know it could be Jesus. Amen. Janice mm-hmm. says, God is letting us know in what we do to reach out to others in love and charity. We are doing it for him. Amen. I feel like I've read some of these already. I'm sorry if these are repeats. Um, Sing Angie says, what matters is whether we have let him soften our hearts and our lives so that we feed the hungry. Uh, forgive those who wronged us. Did we reach out to the lonely and hurting? Good question. Or good point. Teresa says, St. Francis of, um, of Assisi hugged the leopard in order to overcome his aversion to the dirty poor. Wow, that's mm. that's powerful. That's awesome to hear. I think I've heard of that, yeah. Did you? That's great. I think so. That sounds familiar anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I never heard that one. That's great. Amaze says, and that's a sign of just completely trusting God. Like, you know how dangerous that is. But just mm-hmm. completely, completely trusting God and doing what Jesus wants us to do. So, and just think of the leopard, like a complete outcast. And here comes someone who's actually treating this person with dignity and respect as a human being. Right. It's just beautiful. And with love, too. You know, give them a hug. And... It's awesome. Amay says, since doing this Bible study with you, I see comparison in all the parables asking us to do this. Yeah, it seems like they're all mm-hmm. like a, a continuous theme. Angela says, the Jewish people believe that even changing a baby's diaper is a prayer. Oh, 
I'm sorry, Kate, what did you want to say? No, no, that makes perfect sense because everything we do, we're serving God because if you're, yeah, if you're changing the baby, obviously, you know, you, because if you don't, the consequences are, you know, the baby's going to be, it's very unhealthy situation and, and it's out of love for the baby. You know, you feed the baby, you bathe the baby, change the baby. So mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, cool. Love. Uh, the Terminator says, first of all, God is talking to them is awesome. Wow. How cool is that? We, at least by sinners, we are but God now sees us in perfect love as he always sees us. It's beautiful. Yes, indeed. Teresa says, God always answers prayers. We just may not get the answer right away or the answer we want. That's a good point. Right, that's true. Yeah. Um, okay, Kate. Okay. No, I was going to say, and for everybody like out there, he's like, when we see the state of the world today, just remember, like our world has come through lots of tough times in history. Think of the Great Depression. If you know, you know, relatives have gone through that. World War II, all kinds of calamities that people, right, or like the um, the gas crisis in the 70s, you know, even something as like maybe some minors that, but like we've been, yeah, the Holocaust, definitely, we've been through so much and people in those times too, I'm sure said, you know, what's going on in the world, you know, when's this all going to end? So we've been through scary situations before, the fear is not knowing down the road when, you know, everybody's just eager, of course, and impatient for it all to end, but just, you know, you have to hang in there, have faith, okay? Because like my, like you said, my God's in control, so. All right, Christina says, um, I think it's about treating each human with dignity, treating the least of his people just as respectfully as the highest esteemed of his people. Good point. And N. Strickland says, when we serve the suffering, we are serving God. Amen to that, mm -hmm. absolutely. All right. Um, Kate, are there any more questions? Because I think we're probably gonna have to fast forward says what can we do to ensure that we are the sheep and not the goats well this one's pretty I think we pretty much know this one the idea that we need to ensure that we're following and listening to Jesus as his sheep following the shepherd and doing good works so what do you think Mike of that one? I agree that's pretty much we want to be like someone said in our chat we want to be the sheep on the right Right, exactly. and not the goats on the left so yeah. just do all those things that the sheep on the right did and that's the answer to this question i think right yeah make sure you're <laughs> okay. in the right line all right okay. um we're going to move on if i can just pause real quickly real um mm -hmm. kate uh because we're running out of time if anyone has any prayer intentions while we move on to this very last part uh feel free to go ahead and put those in the live chat and uh we're going to resume go ahead kate okay um thanks all right so and so let's look at what the study notes are related to this gospel reading. So it says here, so why did Matthew use the images of sheep for the righteous and goats for the evil? So ancient people drew moral analogies from the habits of sheep and goats. Sheep were intelligent yet quiet animals, submissive yet persistent. Male sheep fiercely protected their harms from challengers or harems from challengers. Sheep arranged themselves in a herd. In the face of danger, the adult males would surround the females and the young. In a culture that encouraged loud debate and social one-upsmanship, one -upsmanship, uh, contemporaries of Jesus admired sheep for their loyalty and silent strength. Goats, however, were stubborn, destructive animals if left unattended. Male goats did not protect their mates from other males. The name goat became a derogatory term for a man shamed by the adultery of his wife. 
In the folklore of the general Greek, cult Greek culture, the goat symbolized the loose morals of the lesser gods, Pan, Bracchus, am I saying right, and Aphrodite, Aphrodite. So Jews, so Jews hatred, the, so Jews hated the symbol of the goat for it represented a disobedient, undisciplined lifestyle. The final judgment demarcates God's reign. Those who always heard the Lord's call and acted upon it will receive the kingdom now and at the end of time. Why? Because, because they have already partaken in the kingdom. They have cooperated with grace and have been instruments of God's providence for others. Those who have steadfastly refused to hear the Lord will not respond in the future. Their self-centered nature will only serve to blind them. In the end, when they cannot hide the truth any longer, their surprise will only hide their shame. When did we not serve you will become a rhetorical question. The answer will be never. That is hell, pure and simple. Mm. Okay. okay. So that's interesting. That part about the, um, the animals in the, in the harem, that was like, wow, never heard of that before. All right, so like Mike said, please, if you have any special intentions, please mention them in the comment section, anything that we could pray for, for you guys. Okay, we okay. actually do have some. Uh, Teresa is asking for prayers. Um, I'm going to surgery on Thursday. Oh. Okay, Teresa, we certainly will pray for you and for a successful surgery. We hope everything's gonna be okay. Uh, Katie says, I'm struggling with pain. Would appreciate continued mm -hmm. prayers. Thanks so much, okay, Katie, absolutely. You are forward, definitely yeah. on our prayer list. Sandra Grace says, please pray for Roseanne and all special needs people. They are still in lockdown. Also the caregivers. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great talk to uh, Amaze says, please pray for the challenges my family is facing. We certainly will, Amaze. Uh, Singing Angie says, please continue prayers for my daughter, Miranda. Absolutely. She's on the prayer list. Definitely mm -hmm. will continue praying for Miranda. Evelyn says, please pray for my husband and a good outcome for his health. Most certainly will, Evelyn. Uh, we also had Mary. Let's keep Mary in our prayers, everyone, please. That uh, uh, she says, "Play, uh, God does not hear me. What do I do? God does hear you, Mary, and we're gonna we're gonna pray for you, Mary." Okay. Uh, we also had someone at the beginning um, who said about COVID nineteen. Uh, I'm not sure where that Antonio was. It Antonio? Yes. I have that down. Yes. Okay. My prayer yeah. list here. Thank you. Job, Kate. Awesome. Judy, Judy Hazel says, uh, prayers for our country, for peace in the streets and our country. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. So much unrest going on. Okay. All right, guys. Looks like that's about it. If anyone has any additional prayers, please feel free to add them. We're going to move on to our closing prayer, but we definitely have this video in the chat box and we will write down any additional prayer requests that come through between now and the end of the live segment. Okay, Kate. Okay, thank you, everybody. All right, let's move on to our closing prayer. Okay, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, your word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Thank you that we can live in your light and walk in your truth. May the things that you have revealed and thoughts that we have shared dwell in our hearts and stir us to action. We ask all this in the precious name of Jesus, Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. We also have Veronica says, please pray for her family and the USA. Thank you. Okay. Veronica, we certainly will. 
Uh, Janice is asking for prayers for her friend Susan, who was seeing an eye specialist on the 25th. Another eye doctor was concerned what he saw. Absolutely. Pray to uh, St. Lucy. She's a patron saint of the eyes. Oh, St. Lucy? Okay, mm -hmm. great. Thank you. St. Angie says, thank you, Kate and Mike. May God bless you both. Thank you, St. Angie. Uh, St. for you. Um, Veronica says, uh, prayers for protection for us all. Uh, Katie says, thank you, Kate and Mike. Thank you. Thank you. All right. All right, guys. Uh, Kate, uh, what's our closer here? I'm sorry. Okay, um, so we invite you guys to check out some of our Christmas masks. If you're doing some holiday shopping for somebody, maybe, or you just want one that you would like to wear. Um, so please check those out. All right. Um, and also please look at our podcast on all of those platforms below. So check us out there if you want to listen to us on the go. And each Thursday night, we have our Catholic live chat discussion where we talk about current issues and events related to the Catholic faith. Okay, so um, feel free also to join us on Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, um, I want to turn it over to you, Mike. Anything else that um, we want to mention here? Just make sure I don't want to miss anything. Okay, thanks, Kate. Uh, again, thank you guys for joining us. If you signed up for our live prize drawing, on Thursday, this Thursday is the night. Just gotta make sure you're watching live. Uh, somebody's gonna win a $100 gift card to Amazon. So I just wanna put that out there. Okay, and if you haven't signed up yet, it's not too late. You can just go on over to our website, kateandmike.com and uh, just go to gift card giveaway and just fill in the registration completely free. Okay, uh, just a couple last ones here. We have uh, Judy who's asking for prayers. Excuse me, Janice is asking for prayers for Joel. Uh, who will be having sh uh, shoulder surgery soon. Um, okay, and then Timon says, please pray for my mother. She's been sick last week, needing a walker to get around. Also for our country, that is, uh, doesn't descend into a Marxist state going forward. <laughs> we agree with you, Timon, and definitely pray for your mom, and we will definitely pray for our country. So, okay, guys, with that said, thank you again for joining us. We're sorry we went into overtime tonight. Everybody have a great week, and we'll see you guys next time. Take care, and God bless. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.